Welcome to session zero of our podcast. As mentioned in the previous video, we will be playing D&D 5e here, where the setting is a homebrew one of my own creation. My name is Isaac Slaymaker. I am both the dungeon master and one of the players. We are doing a isekai campaign, and this session is mainly just to set the stage and give the players the information they need to know about the world that they are now in. We're going to try and do this on a bi-weekly schedule, either on Saturdays or Sundays. When this gets uploaded will depend on our editor, player, and owner of this channel, Mr. Anthony Snyder here. And it should be mentioned that we are using the optional class features from Tasha's Cauldron of Everything that just came out. And when it becomes relevant, I'll have the players introduce their characters to us. Anthony, would you like to give a brief introduction? Uh, yes, my name is Anthony Snyder. I am the owner of this channel. I'm going to be playing myself, the gorgeous and beautiful Anthony Snyder. And Grace, would you like to introduce yourself? Uh, yeah, my name's Grace Alexander. Uh, I go by a lot of names. So if you hear these two whack jobs say anything that uh, resembles a G sound, uh, that's that's probably me. Um, I am the owner of a guinea pig egg who might be screaming uh, at any time during this podcast. And so, yeah. Okay. With that, we're going to get into things now. Just to set the stage. It is currently last Friday, Christmas. And players, I need you all to describe just what you were doing at the moment. We're kind of towards the later part of the day. So... <laughs> For me, at this moment, I'm currently just sitting at my desk, uh, wearing clothes. Uh, uh, just in my regular day thing, I have just been playing Genshin Impact and was in the middle of doing a summon, so I was noting down the new pity that I have at things before uh, things will end up happening after that. Uh, and it is now time for Grace to describe what she was doing. Oh, okay. So uh, I had just come up uh, from our basement, uh, which had flooded with over like 80 gallons of water uh, on Christmas. It was super fun. Um, and I waddled up with my mom's like ridiculously large boots, which like could go past my knees because I'm short. Um, I'm wearing my frog hoodie and I'm trying to make myself into a blanket burrito uh, while trying to pet my guinea pig egg who is uh, squinting at me because she would like to be napping and my lights are on. And Anthony, could you say what you were doing? Sure. Uh, it was a rainy day Christmas, so uh, I decided to take advantage of the weather and go for a nice walk under my umbrella. It was pretty good. I was listening to music the whole time. Uh, I managed to get uh, almost two blocks down before something happened. Let's start off with Anthony just because he's the real one that I need to make changes for. As you're walking down the street, something that you don't often do happens where you trip over your own feet and start falling forward into the road right as a truck is path passing by. Say hello, Anthony. Oh, no. It's truck time, isn't it, for, for old Anthony Snyder? Moments before you're going to be hit, time stops. A small brown bead appears directly in front of your chest, right around the area of the heart, and then blooms such as a flower with six shimmering rainbow petals. And the petals of this bead encompass 
your entire body, once it has completely wrapped you up, it then starts to shrink back down to its original size. Any sort of high-tech things like your phone or headphones just get popped out and left behind. After the bead returns to its original size, it just disappears, and the truck runs on by, smashing your phone. That is, oh. And I mean, you have now been I'm not going to miss it. Off it's a pretty honey, bad phone. Honey, we, sh- we shrank the Anthony. Honey, we shrank. He was so oh, big. No. Grace now. As Grace is petting Egg, suddenly she stops and Egg starts squealing dramatically. Oh, sure. And another bead, just like Anthony's, appears. But this one is a mixture of purple, orange, and green shifting across its surface before doing the same thing, but take an egg with you. So you can add her to your inventory if you want. Yeah. And disappearing. Does this mean, does this mean I'm Halloween incarnate? Because that's what I'm taking away from this. It doesn't mean that, but you can feel that way if you want. I'm also going to say your mom saw that entire thing happen as she had just started to intrude on your room and is now freaking out. Oh, mom. But that'll be returned to later if we actually ever return home. As for me, same thing happens for me, but mine is primarily a red color scheme with starlights of blue and yellow dancing across. Players, can you tell me what you had on exactly at your person at this moment? Sure, I can go first. I've got a pair of black dress shoes, some tight-fitting black pants, a beautiful royal blue shirt on, and I would have a hat, but it's raining, so I just have my uh, umbrella with me. Grace, can you say what you had on you? Yeah, um, so I have ridiculously large rain boots, a green frog hoodie uh, that your face pops out of the mouth of, and it says, give my princess a kiss, and some uh, accidentally bleach-splotted pants that were involved in a horrible uh, cleaning accident. And egg. Well, yeah, and egg. She's in the... And on my person, I was wearing fairly simple uh, button-up shirt, pants, and such. I was not wearing shoes, so I'm going to be shoeless for this first session. (laughs) I'm the Um, only one with shoes, baby. I had a mechanical pencil and very, very close to being used up a pad of paper, as well as Baby Tiger, my favorite stuffed animal. Uh I should mention that I have secrets in my pockets that I will not disclose to you. Is it googly eyes? I I will not disclose to you. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to see what's googly eyes. I need everybody to make a charisma saving throw. Not charisma, constitution. I need to figure (laughs) out how words work. Isaac, you're you're Uh, doing your best and we can respect that. Oh boy. Oh no. Okay. Starting off strong with a four. I have to get my math rocks. Oh, they're slightly out of reach. Uh. Grace, if you thought you weren't going to need your math rocks for this session, you are sorely uh, mistaken. Isaac, I've been busy uh, ha- watching Egg squint at me because my lights are on and she's very angry. <laughs> <laughs> I can't reach my lights either. <laughs> that is a third for me. Okay. Thank you for this information. I I rolled a non-natural 20. Oh, nice. Dirty uh, 20. 
Yeah, I rolled a dirty 20, so I'm just going to start out with this. As the players wake up alone in a room, it's about 10 by 10 feet long. Opposite side of the room from you, there is a single torch currently lit, about halfway burned down at the moment, and a pickup axe lying against the wall uh, underneath it. Hey, it's me, future Anthony. These next 30 minutes or so are just very, very boring, so I'm going to summarize them for you. Basically, we pick up the pickaxe, we hit the wall, it was paper thin, we then walked for a very long time and hit another wall, which there was secret text on, which Isaac didn't expect any, us to, any of us to find, but Grace found it, and then she licked it, and she could read that if we took the walk back, we would have died. Um, so I'm not sure why that was included, but it was. And then we find a room, and there are a lot of uh, named NPCs that didn't have any plot relevance for some reason. Um, and the whole thing was uh, to wait for me because I rolled a four on my constitution and woke up like an hour late, um, uh, which translated into a real hour in, in actual D&D recording. So after that, we meet a strong woman named Jane, and she uh, basically assumes the role of team leader and leads us out of the dungeon into a place. And I'm going to just let it resume there. You guys finally exit this place. Oh, light, sweet light. And find yourselves in the middle of a clearing, very slight clearing, uh, surrounded by woods on all sides and a ginormous wall behind you. Wow, wow, wow. Uh, as the last person which is Grace, makes their way out of the stairway leading out. Also, I should mention, there's snow on the oh. ground, and oh, it is cold. No. And we no longer have shoes, Grace. Um, yeah, but I like cold. Fair enough. Uh, the passage behind you, Grace, closes up as The Last of Us makes it out. Uh, another cascade of text appears on the wall. What this says is... This land can grant everything you desire, but if you wish to leave, return here to the center. I dance and I go, guys, we solved the riddle. We're going home. All right. End of campaign. Uh, folks, we, we hope you've enjoyed. I, I had more. <laughs> Was this the way that messes, sure. messes everything up? Uh, no, no, this is still, this is the point where you can mess everything up. Um... Hello gamers, it's me, Time Skip Snyder, back again. I just want to date this, it is now the Saturday after the Saturday after we had this session. Um, we do session one tomorrow, so just, if you're wondering how long this has taken to edit, I'm, I'm sorry I'm getting it out so late. I just wanted to say that the next, basically, hour of recording can be summed up as we walk along a wall... Uh, trying to find any sort of city. It's about to become dark. We get ambushed by monkeys at one point, but uh, everyone else deals with them. Uh, in that, I meet someone who uses swords and magic at the same time. He's a blade singer from Tasha's Cauldron, and I ask him to be my mentor, but he says that he can't for cultural reasons, and now I think I have to one-up him in order to earn his teachings. So we eventually reach the wall, and Grace decides to run up and lick it, and that's where I'm going to resume. Girl, girl, stay girl. back so we can I look learn in her what's eyes. Happening. I go, girl, I, I gotta know what this new wall tastes like. Don't ask why. Just let me get one little lick and I'll come back. 
And just a little one. she just lets you go and you yes. run for the next five minutes straight to the wall. <laughs> I dry heave and then I taste the wall. <laughs> and I go back to dry heaving. <laughs> so you recognize this rock this time. Yes. I don't know what rock it is. So all I'll say is you know what rock it is. Okay, it's my And it's a rock, rock that's used to make walls. But I didn't okay. think you were going to be tasting every wall to figure out what it this is. This is the new well, door bit. So... <laughs> oh, gosh. I had to get um, you back. And uh, right after you do that, guards appear from out of the wall <laughs> and say, Halt, wait. They look at you very confused after starting that sentence and they say, Back off and halt where you are. We need to. I'm not gonna lick you. Things. You're not. You're not a wall. I just wanted to know what rock the wall. Yeah, was but made they of. want you off their wall. No, I say that to them. Don't worry. I uh, don't worry. I'll stop. I just wanted to know what rock. It what? I mean, you could have just answered my question instead of having mm. me go over here and lick your <clears throat> wall. Uh. As the guards file out, and the rest of the group finally catches up to the Grace, who dry heaved and licked a wall. Um, Jane introduces herself and the group as best she knows, and the guards immediately recognize something and say, Ah, we know exactly what's happening here. Follow us, please. And start leading you through the gates. We get to be uh, in the city. I wonder if they have chocolate milk. I wonder how many distinct rock flavors I'll get to taste while I'm in the city. Um... Not very far from the gate, no more than a 10-minute walk away. They lead you to a fairly extravagant oh building where you are told, uh, brought to a sort of waiting room. Does it have chairs? Of sorts. Medieval waiting room. There are chairs Thanks. you can sit down. Is there highlights magazine for children? There are no magazines, nor entertainment of any kind. Right, where they say, wait here, um, we'll start accepting people one by one in a moment. And the guards, one guard heads off to go talk to a person elsewhere as the rest return to their post by the wall. After a number of minutes, uh, a person appears and starts bringing people in where they don't come back. And then they're brought in again. Until it's just the three of us, because I'm saying we were singled out and left alone. I don't blame them. I'm always chosen last. because uh, I licked the wall, huh? Team sports. When the man comes back and back and says, "Can I have the uh, can I have the next person, please?" I'm gonna look to you both and say, "Who wants to go first? I mean, can't, would it be possible for us to go at the same I, time? I raise my hand. Shout, nose goes and slap my nose a little too hard. I, uh, make a dexterity check, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> this is exactly how this should have turned out. Four! <laughs> 22. <laughs> 22. What did you say, Anthony? <coughs> so, despite Grace saying, nose goes first and going forward, Anthony gets his nose there in ungodly speed. And Grace, I also, what's your dexterity modifier? I incorporate, like, a, a little twirl into it. I have a sexy plus one, my dude. Okay, so, and, so me and Grace uh, both slap our nose very similarly. Wait, yeah, similarly, but I'm just slightly faster. And so Grace is up first, as I also I rolled a four, but I have a higher Wait, hold on, no, hold on. You, Next, so wait, I go first. Sir, can we all go in at the same time? Would that be possible? 
Uh, sorry, we need to take these. Uh, we need to take these interviews one at a time, please. Eh, all right. If I'm going to jail, uh, tell my wait. I have egg with me. Never mind. Later, right. losers. And I watch. So, despite Grace calling nose goes herself, she gets sent. She loses and gets sent first. Grace yeah. got on. Uh, so as the man leads you through a hallway with various torches along the way, you cannot lick the wall. I'm thinking about it. <laughs> um, and he brings you to a room with a chair and a desk and says, wait here for a moment. Uh. And then a woman comes in and sits down across the desk from you. And she says, hello, I'm here to explain what's happened and ask you what your next steps would Character like to be. Voices. To explain what just occurred, uh, you were taken from your original world and have been brought here. This is not some sort of transportation magic that has taken you elsewhere within your world, but this is a new world entirely. We treat the, peop uh, the people who have just arrived as calling them newcomers. And this building here is to help you get integrated to our society here, if you would so please. Okie dokie. Could you please tell me a little bit about yourself and what sorts of possible work you might be up to doing in case you already have a job or such? Uh, sure. Beans. Uh, friend, and I'm side-eyeing the room because I feel like I'm about to get shots and that this is an elaborate scheme uh, to get me shots. So, or blood drawn. <laughs> Like, I'm looking for needles. Do I see any needles or, like, cotton pads? Uh, no. There's none <laughs> okay. of that. Okay. Um, I, I say I'm uh, Alexander. I uh, am a full-time student. I'm working on uh, learning So you about... went through studies. Uh, could I inquire about what sorts of studies you've done? Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to learn about the stars, so I'm doing a lot of math and science and um, rock tasting, I say, as I'm looking at all the rocks that could be tasted. <laughs> there are no rocks in this room. Every room is a rock if I try hard enough. <clears throat> God damn it, you use my own phrase against me. Yep. Uh, but yes, I am a professional rock taster, I say. Not very really bewildered by the rock taster part of things. She says, okay, I can't say I've heard of anybody studying the stars before oh wait uh, does that beyond mean, like, uh, i, I get beyond really from uh no no wait we did have a case of somebody who studied the stars before are you um a star druid uh in my world um there is no magic but we do oh have my goodness very that is tired. the first here we have really tired nerds that uh, look through glass to make the star big, and then they go, wow, that's big. And then they write... If you're stuff. referring to telescopes, we have those. Okay, well, you say, well, you were like, oh, there's no star study, and then, okay, that's good. That's good. Few beans. But yeah, no, there's no, no magic involved. Well, that's a first. I would going to have you take a magic aptitude test just in case but that feels a bit redundant unless I'll you would fail. like to now would you like to attempt it or should i start figuring out a place for you with this possibility uh with the star studying in mind um uh, let's be honest here i care very much about my gpa and if this aptitude test is going on my permanent record 
Um, I'll pass. I'll, I don't want to fail test. That sounds bad. I don't know what a GPA is. Oh, oh uh, it's... But there will be a record of how you did on this test. All it states is whether you have an innate possible ability to uh, use magic of some sort. I mean, I guess I can try, but is it like people are going to know that like I failed uh, uh, the aptitude test and that I'm I'm uh, sh shitty at magic? Don't worry, there are plenty of people who fail. Uh, I don't think it's it's probably not necessary since you come from somewhere where there isn't magic to begin with. Okay, phew. We'll see how that goes. And she brings out a crystal ball oh. and says, just place your hand on this, this if you would. Okay. Oh, you didn't. Oh, wait, is this the wrong kind of? Ma oh, I'm familiar with these. I got this. And I put my hand on it and I uh, do my crystal countdown and I, I uh, gaze into that gazing ball, dude. As soon as your hand touches it, uh, there is a spark of light that appears in the center uh, not very strong, but it's there. And oh, she says, I'm oh. sorry. Oh no, that doesn't. That means you have potential for magic oh. uh, within you. At this cool. point, we can offer you three potential options for continuing to try and help you establish a new life here, if you would like. We could take you over to the magic academies, where they will send you through further testing to figure to try and figure out if they would actually be will, uh, willing to accept you to their group. Uh, we could send you to the Knights Academy, or we can start, uh, we can send out inquiries about anybody who's searching for somebody to look at stars for them. Uh, uh, which of these would you like to uh, attempt first? I do like the idea of magic. Um... I don't know if that means magic knights or magic uh, school. Uh, and then I lean over and I'm like, but if we can also like uh, maybe get someone on the star uh, job uh, j just for afterwards uh, so I can. Because uh, and I lean way too close and I go, if this is a new world, there's new stars. And if there's new stars that they're mother, that's uh, and I just get really excited. And I she mumble. says. All right, we'll send, send you with the group heading off to the Magic Academy for laters today. Uh, and she hits a bell and Egg somebody screams. comes in, <laughs> somebody comes in to guide you to a different waiting room where the elven girl is. Heck yeah. And I go up and as, I do our secret handshake. As well as um, the dragonborn from earlier as well. Aww. Uh, Anthony, person comes back to the room and says, can we have the next person, please? Yeah, I'll leave Isaac for last. Yay. Okay, you are brought to a different room than Grace. Ah. Uh, in a bit, a man comes in and gives you the same spiel as he gave Grace. Well, um, I don't know about that. I mean, I can, I can cook pretty well. I... Um, I don't know. I, I've been thinking about it, actually. And while I was walking over here, I was remembering the things on the walls in the place that I showed up in. Um, yes, yes. We've all seen those. Yeah. They said that anything I want can become a reality. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, there are two things that I do want that I can't have in my old world because we did not have magic. 
Uh, one of them is power over illusions, and the other one is power over time. So if if I could have either of those, that would be extremely sexy of me. So what you're saying is you would like to go and take the uh, and see if you have an aptitude for magic. I mean, I guess I'm not really new to this place. He I brings mean, out the same crystal ball. Ooh, an orb. I put my hand on the orb. And a similar but pur more purplish light appears in Anthony's. <sighs> Does this uh, mean it's good or it's bad? Is purple like I have poison magic? He says, huh. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you, okay. I'll send you off to the academy next. All uh, right. Sweet. It's not good Anthony and he me. leaves before you with this. Yeah. Um, I'm going to see if there's any like neat pens I can steal. Should have rolled for stealing. Sure. Let me check your passive. Uh, do you want to... Because somebody's coming in here right away. Do you want to just use your passive perception or make a perception check uh, to see what you noticed either during that conversation or right now what you noticed? Uh, during the conversation. Okay, passive perception. You see one possibly interesting pen. Do you want to try and get it? Nah, it's not worth it. Okay. Next, I am brought in to... The same room that you were at, Anthony, and the same man comes back in. He gives me the same spiel. I also have a light pop up in mine. And I am added to the group with the Dragonborn, Elven Girl, Grace, and you. Hog champ. And we are led three hours across the city to the Magic Academies. Oh god, my legs, my poor feet. It is I've been carrying Anthony <laughs> Bridal style. It's true. It's the opposite side of the city. To be honest, that seems inefficient. Yeah, well, they don't know what side people will pop up from. Huh? So they have people. So they have these buildings at both sides of the city, uh, but the magic academies are at one side. Nato. So it takes you about three hours to go from one side, uh, where no, probably actually more than that. Uh, let me check real quick. You're moving at a bit faster pace, so it'll probably take you four hours to get over there. Maybe five. It's a very large. Hearing that I have an aptitude for magic, I am doing everything in my power to create even like the like a modicum of light out of my hands. Yeah, every time you think you're getting anywhere with your eyes closed, you look and there's just a pile of snow in your hand that appeared from above. Ah, I have ice magic. On hour four of yes. our walk... I realize that if I'm going to college again, but this time with magic, a thing I've never done before, there's a huge chance of failure and the fact that I will probably have to take a college entrance exam. And I am holding Anthony Snyder and just staring into his hair in like having a mental <laughs> breakdown as we walk. Yeah, yeah, that's very accurate. After the five hour walk across, city, across the city. Yep, it's a five hour walk across the city. You yeah. finally reach a very large building with various larger buildings beyond it. There are a lot of spires to this built to this building and the others, as well as a domed one that looks like an auditorium to you, <gasps> Anthony. Ooh. <gasps> Ooh. I'd say it's a it's closing in on getting late at night at this point ish. Uh, sun is starting to set. But has not yet set. Your group is brought by one of the officials from the newcomer integration building uh, to meet with a different group who are not newcomers. 
but residents of this town who are just their academy acceptance test for the first time today. Because we got real lucky, and that's happening today. Uh Uh-huh. You are all brought to different rooms after a bit, and handed out a paper test, and I need everybody to make intelligence, wisdom, and charisma checks. Okay. Uh, I think I have oh my three God. D20s. That's not good. Jesus Christ, what, what am I rolling good for on this? I rolled a nat 20 on my in, in, intelligence check, a 19, an 18 on my wisdom check, and a 12 for my charisma check. Wow. Sorry, I'm getting all of the dice except the freaking ones I need, which were at the bottom of my dice bag. Hiding from me. Yeah, that's fair. Like scamps. Let me guess, three nat ones. No, I got a 19, a 12, and a 1. Oof. Um, okay, what uh, What are those four? I assume the 1 would be for charisma. Um, intelligence, and what was the other one? Wisdom. Okay, I'm going to go 19 wisdom, and then 12 for uh, intelligence. Add your modifiers to this. Oh, Jesus. So plus four to intelligence, plus three to wisdom, plus nothing to charisma. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm going to write this down. Hold on. And Anthony, what did you roll? Uh, I did fine. I rolled a nine for intelligence, um, a 16 for wisdom, and an 18 for charisma. Okay. So after another hour of sitting, of doing this test and possibly waiting, depending on how well you did on each of the three different sections. Everyone from the group, a total of ten people right now, are brought to a larger room where you're all told to go stand against a wall and line up. And then a group of, how many people did I mention? Seven people walk into this room and are handed out a set of sheets And occasionally, a couple of those people just point at somebody who is then led off by one of the staff of the building to elsewhere. Anthony, you are one of these people who are led off like this. All right, sweet. I will get to what happens to you later. As time goes on, and there's down to just five of us left standing there, the little elf girl has already been taken off for some reason. All my friends. Except for Isaac. I'm still here. Except for Isaac. All my new friends. First my gardener, then my tiny child, then my Anthony Snyder. (sighs) A very long-bearded man looks over a test, one of the sheets he has a final time, then starts walking over to you, Grace. Okay. He looks down at you, because he is a man who is taller than me, but not by too much. Ah, jeez. He has a very long beard. Giant man. Uh, And he says... Follow me, grabs you by your wrist, oh, and no. starts leading you off. <laughs> okay. At the same time that this starts happening, the door in which the seven people uh, came from slams open, and a hunched over, very short, ragged woman with graying hair. Uh, with various green mossy patches to it and an endless number of twigs everywhere. (laughs) 
walks in, feels startled for a moment, and starts heading in your direction as well. Grace, what do you do when the man starts drag, uh, taking you off somewhere? I go, ouch, 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 uh, maybe kidnapper, guys. Uh, guys, I don't know who this was. Wasn't my friend earlier saying that there were wizard kidnappings in the east? Is this the east? And then I'm like looking around like, is, it, is this the east? And then I see an old lady who looks like me in 20 years, and I'm like, uh, uh, um... Uh, she gently places her hand on his and says, Child, this one's mine. I'm not property, and, but okay, I like you more than scary wizard men. No offense, uh, you're probably and starts, red. And he gets very frustrated at this before turning around and storming out of the room, leaving you behind with the grandma, who then leads you off. Uh, and starts chatting you up, but I will get to that as soon as I finish the stuff that happens in here. Okay. Where finally, uh, one woman who was just very furiously skipping through all of the test results as, uh, sheets that she had been given as fast as she could, just trying to decide between various things, finally just, set, uh, looks up, points at me, and says, You'll do, and f has me follow her out. <laughs> nice. Isaac will do. Uh, going on with Anthony, you and three, uh, two other people from the group of ten that initially had been there are led off to a auditorium-esque place where you are given a spiel about you have been accepted to the Bard Colleges <gasps> where we will teach you a variety of all subjects, how to wield magic, and to entertain the masses. Oh, hell yeah. Absolutely. You are given various things, which will not matter <laughs> yeah, by the baby. Uh, soon, so I'm not going to say anything about it. And then given a dorm that you will be this living This is in. what it's all about. That's what you love to see. Grace, mm -hmm. as you're being let off by the grandma, she says, Hello, dearie. Uh, I am Vide Verdalia. I hope you don't mind, but I feel like I am taking you to where you need to be. I saw Moss, and I am in, I say, and I go for a high five. She gives you the high five. Heck yeah. Does it sting a little? Uh, yeah. Why not? Okay. Dang. You got a good high five there. We're gonna get along just fine. And at that moment, she plucks a twig from her hair, puts it in your hair, and it blooms into a flower. Heck yes! What color? What kind of flower? It's pink. Yay! <gasps> yes. I look into her eyes and I say, I'll treasure it forever. And you are led another three-hour walk out of the city. <laughs> My feet are bleeding at this point. <laughs> Yeah, let's see. How much walking have you done? That was two or so, followed by five, so seven. So you've been walking for ten hours today. I chuckle to Egg and I go, I think I got my steps in. Huh? <laughs> um, where you are accepted into the uh, Circle of Chaos Druid Circle. Hell yeah. Uh, which we'll get more into in a bit. And I am led off by the woman saying, you will be my apprentice for the foreseeable future. There will be other classes that you will take from others. Uh, but in your free time, you will help me with your ex with my experiments and I will teach you the wizardly ways of magic. 
and I am given a, a room adjacent to hers in her research office lab, and that is where we go into time skip. Yeah. Two years in the future are now occurring. Would you guys like to fully introduce your characters as in what class, subclass, and all that are now occurring? Sure, you want to go, you Anthony, go first? Anthony, could you start Just, us uh, off? Okay. <laughs> no, <laughs> said Isaac. <gasps> Isaac said, I want no part of this. Sure. Um, I am Anthony. I am a uh, level three human College of Eloquence bard. Um, in at, at the college, I have been taking... You want, like... Isaac, you never told us how to do this. Do you want me to tell you what classes? <laughs> nope. Just say all I wanted was your College of Eloquence okay, bard. Perfect. Uh, the College of Eloquence is from the Tasha's Cauldron of Everything source book, so you can find it there. Grace, you're next. Um, my name's not Grace. I don't know you. My my name's Grace. Um, I am a level three uh, chaos druid. The Circle of Chaos is a homebrewed circle that Grace found, showed to me, I made some alterations, and she is playing with for this campaign. If you want to know what she can actually do... It's a secret. You won't. It's a secret. You but you can know. look up and find the Circle of Chaos online, probably, and have that as a reference. But then it won't be a surprise. Then it won't be chaotic, Isaac. Don't tell them the secrets about Google and how it exists. I am playing a... Uh, Order of the Scribes Wizard. Order of the Scribes is also from Tasha's Cauldron of Everything. And yeah, we'll get into time skip stuff now. Over the next two years, Grace, you are the one spend most of your time outside of the city, where you get to meet the other members of your new druidic circle. Well, some of them. Most are scattered at the moment, as druids generally only meet up every once in a great while. But while you're there, originally there is one other man, but he leaves uh, within the first year. There are two Chaos Grandmas, as you refer to them as. Heck yes. One of which is a Fearbulg, the other of which is a forest gnome, <laughs> who is your specific grandma. I'm a caller Fee. Lady Fee. I'll refer to as Fee as well. One other grandma who has a granddaughter who you are also oh, they're learning with. She originally was more advanced than you in the druidic arts that you learn over the years. Uh, but you've very quickly caught up. And while she is still ahead, you could probably surpass her given another year or so. Cool. Are we are we BFFs? Do we have like uh, friendship bracelets? You're good friends. Okay, yes. Good. We have a lot of friendship bracelets in that case. Anthony, you are taken to the Bard College, which is basically like college for bards, yeah. um, where you specialize in classes of persuasion and deception while learning absolutely everything about everything to a degree. No, Isaac, it's while learning something about everything. Jack of all trades, master of none, except for deception and uh, persuasion. Master of those specifically two things. And so... Oh, as well as sword fighting and stage fighting, because that's what you wanted. Got the theater punch. Uh, you've also taken some classes of druid, although you do not have levels there, where you learned how to more adequately craft your own spells or alter existing spells. Yep. Uh, 
for those listening in, this is because Anthony wanted to alter how Minor Illusion worked, so he created his own spell of Anthony's All-Purpose Minor Illusion, which has various other limitations and capabilities compared to Minor Illusion. Over my time there, uh, I have been spending most of my time studying all of the ins and outs of magic along with my teacher, taking various classes and helping her throughout her experiments, which consisted mostly of low-level spellcrafting, so that was easier on me. Uh, during which time I also created my own spell, which I refer to as Isaac's Stone Cannon, and throughout this period I have always referred to myself in public as Ithric, so that is how I am known across the world. That actually knows of me, which is very little. Do either of you have aliases that you were going under over the past two years? I mean, I think I, I would have tried to at first, and I'm like, nah, this isn't working. I'll just go by my middle name like a baller. Okay. Um, throughout this time, we have done our best to, whenever we were all at home base, uh, meet up on Fridays still for our tea parties. And all that at Grace's Secret Base, which is outside the city limits in a tree stump. Can I describe it? Stump. The stump of a really big tree. It's, it's a little taller than me, so you guys, when you sit down, you know, you got some space, but if you stand up, it's not going to be pleasant for you. Um, it's big, the roof is moss and sticks. Um, there's a big wooden sign out front that says NOT, in all caps, a secret uh, clubhouse. Uh, there's a little mailbox, even though I don't know if there is mail in this world. <laughs> um, it has that little stupid red flag that no one knows what it's called, and it's always up, even though there is no outgoing mail. Okay. At the end of this two-year period, it is now January 1st of a new year, and we are in graduating with our various specific teacher, as you, Anthony, went with College of Eloquence and specified in learning uh, persuasion and deception throughout your teachings, you, your primary advisor throughout this whole ordeal, is an Asimar woman named Sandra Lavore. <laughs> uh, and you, are, you, you and her are having a one-on-one -on -one meeting at the moment. Oh, cool. Where she is telling you, remember, it is never too late to talk your way out of any situation. And this here, she states as she presents you a set of armor, is to help you throughout any of that, any circumstance you might find yourself in. This armor will alter what it looks like to however you please it to. While your words are your strongest weapon, the right clothes never hurts. You nailed it. Hey, Isaac. Uh... Yes. You said, remember, and all in the way you said it, all I could think of was, remember, the magic of Christmas lies in your heart. <laughs> from the Polar Express. Good for you, Grace. Just so you know. Good for you, Grace. Uh, at this point, uh, one of the other main teachers you had, Vincent Lavore, Sandra's wife, pops in and says, Wait, Isaac, Hey, are you guys done Isaac, here yet? Sandra's yes. wife? No, it's canon. It's canon. Sandra's husband. Sandra's Vincent. wife, Vincent. Everyone <laughs> shut your Vincent's mouth. Vincent's the husband. Nope, God nope. Vincent is also the wife. It is canon. Sandra's husband, Vincent, who she refers to. Pops in to and asks, are you done? And... Oh, what's up, Vince? 
Uh, and he says, hey, if you guys skip past the formalities and he tosses a small ball at I you, catch it. you can have this. With uh, deft accuracy and a flourish. You find what l- appears to be a disco, a very small disco ball about the size of your <gasps> fist. I love it. How do you hang it from the ceiling? With a red button on top and various sliders. Says, I have no I idea what that button. does. Vincent says, I have no idea what that's up about, but I found it. Thought you might enjoy I've, it. I'm, I've already fun. pressed the button. Okay. Uh, the sliders are still in their default settings, so give me a second to check how that works, because I did not expect you to press the button. You right gave away. me a disco ball with a big red button on it. What do you expect? I need you to make a wisdom saving throw as you're the only one in range oh, of this. Oh, Pog. Wisdom saving throw? I got a 14. Yeah, that fails by a large oh. margin. You just start dancing. I mean, yeah. For about six seconds. Before, uh, as the ball rises out of your hands, starts flashing lights, and making music. Absolutely. Um, after closing up all the slides and button that appear on its surface. Let me see. All right. Uh, afterwards, the ball floats back to the ground and just lays there with none of the buttons or slides popping out again. I catch it before it, it hits the ground and I say, Vincent, I am going to make great use of this. Thank you so much. That was the best experience of my life. He's looking bewildered because he had no idea this was going to happen, but says, yeah, this seems right. And <laughs> at this point, you leave. Yeah, I do. Head out to the graduation ceremony. We're going to come back to you in a moment as Grace's turn. She is having a party with her druid circle. Yes. The man who was with you, uh, who was with you at the start has returned for this. And the grandmas, both of them, are presenting you with gifts. I have a question. Yeah? Uh, are me and this dude bros? It's kind of like that one cousin that you know you have, but you don't know too well. Oh, so it's still awkward finger gun stage. Thank you. <laughs> yep. The first grandma, not your main grandma, mm-hmm. says, take this child. Is this Mildred? I didn't name her, but sure, she's Mildred. Brad. Uh, And presents to you a staff, which is fairly shortish for staves, has an eight, seemingly looks like an acorn at the end and a tiny squirrel topping it. (laughs) Uh, And says, use this staff to channel your magic in the future, as well as to help you make friends with all the little critters you meet along the way. And you now have the staff of tiny friendship. Um, I immediately take out some pocket googly eyes and stick them onto the squirrel. And also the metal acorn at the bottom. Yeah, no, this whole thing is wooden. Well, I figured the tip of the acorn would be metal so it like stabs into the ground better, like a walking stick. Nope, wood. (laughs) Well, it's pointy at the bottom. Yep. (laughs) Cool. Um, So you have that now, and your grandma then says, and this child is for a little mystery in your life, and passes you an egg. An egg? I look at egg, and I look back at this egg, and I go, which one's which? Just kidding. I don't it's know. about palm-sized and pearl white, and your grandma says, 
Don't know what this egg is. Found it once. Thought you, uh, see if you can hatch it. I look at it with my eyeballs. Can I tell it's a real egg? I was going to lick it to see if it was a rock. It's a real egg. Okay. And as you pick it up, well, do you pick it up? Yeah. As you pick it up, you feel an instantaneous connection bond between you and this egg somehow. And it the egg attunes itself to you automatically. I start in my head designing a little um, a holder for this egg that I will put on my chest so I can have it and give it googly eyes and give it a sweater. And I'm like planning our, our future as man and egg. And with that, your party is just about concluded with the ga grandmas and you're making your way out to figure out what to do next because you no longer have a house besides your secret base. Living in a stump. Don't tell your wife. And we'll get back to what occurs after leaving the Druid Circle after my turn. Uh, I am currently in the midst of an exper of one last experiment with my teacher where we are checking out how spell interactions with my self-created spell of my stone of Isaac's stone cannon works with various other magical interactions. I'm the only student who's ever actually graduated under her and that all of the others have either just given up or requested switching to a different master. And at the end, she lets me pick one spell from her that I can learn. And I choose a second level spell, which takes me four minutes to transcribe, and then gives me some extra paper to help me with transcribing, uh, to lighten the pocket load on tr spell transcription in the future, uh, before sending me on my way, as she makes her way back down to the administration office to get herself a new assistant. And now, as all of us leave the respective buildings that we have been learning at for the past two years, we are stopped by a man from the non-magical part of the Magic Academies, but the business side of things, and says, I'm sorry to inform you, but you owe us a lot of money now. And presents us with a bill. Well. Before disappearing in a puff of smoke. This is... Entrapment? And on this bill, Anthony, you learn you now owe the Magic Academy 9,000 gold. Aunt Grace, you learn you owe the Magic Academy 5,000 gold and one copper. I blink so slow and righteously, like a stone-cold blink, and I go, one copper piece? Ridiculous! And I eat it. I eat the bill with my mouth. Okay, I'll get back to that in a moment, then. Uh, I owe 15,000 gold. And... It says on the paper, the debt must be paid within the next 10 years or else debt collectors will come after you and they will start accruing interest. Oh, 10 years with no interest. That's great. We got this. Also, for uh, should you once you manage to pay it off, the resources of the Academy are fairly free use to you. Oh, nice. Wow, that's pretty cool. Wow, this is way better than college debt in real life true or i mean back on earth then we all meet up at grace's hideout secret hideout to figure out what to do next there's now a uh, mattress of 
leaves on the floor because this is now my house. And that's where the next session will pick up. But now it's a Q&A to figure out where the players can ask me any questions that they have about the world and what they've learned over the past two years. I, the DM, and player Isaac will not be asking questions because I know everything. <laughs> wow. It's true. You're so good, and you were the only one who ever passed her test, Isaac. You're, you're so powerful. <sighs> yeah. Alright, um, so I would have tried to contact Honeydew if I were transported to another world. Um, would anything have come how of would that? You, Besides, how would you attempt to do this? Oh, it would just be me saying, so, um, Honeydew? My, my boy and son, if you're out there, um, give me a ring? Either you literally have or physically? Not heard anything in response from Honeydew. Ah, uh, well, it was worth but a Honeydew shot. is aware of you, but oh, cool. you don't know that. That's pretty pug. Uh, for those of you who don't know, which is pretty much everyone, um, Honeydew is my DM Sona kind of thing. Is how I see myself as a DM. I'll probably put a picture of him on screen if I remember to. We all have one. All right, yeah. Grace, you asked the next question. Um, I have, Isaac, I don't mean to alarm you, but you told me to do my homework, and I did. So I have 41 questions, some with several teen subsections. So uh, We will go back and forth on each one of these, so no, we Isaac. will have to take breaks. This, we'll cover all of the subsections at once. Though. Isaac, pick a number yep. between 1 and 41. <laughs> this is funny because Isaac did. makes us pick numbers yep. all the time uh, to write his campaign for him. So this is the fun um, part. Um, Isaac, you know which number you have to choose, right? right? Fourteen. Oh, that's not it. Uh, no, it's six. Yes, yes. Six is. Can I meet a blacksmith? Yes, you you can and have met a blacksmith during this time. Ooh la la. Okay. That's all it right. Uh, my next question. Uh, is there an established pantheon or a bureaucratic process to becoming a, rec a recognized god? No. Gods are just accepted as if you can show that their god is here, they are accepted, at least in this country. Okay, sweet. You know what to do, uh, Isaac. Grace? Ah, uh, 41. Blah. Okay. What, what's the climate like? The city you've all been living in Crestil, which is the name of it, is right in the middle of the world here. It kind of hits the highs and lows of both of all seasons with it. So it's uh, during winter, you get probably not like a heavy amount of snow, but a good amount of snow. And during the summer, it does reach fairly warm, uh, fairly hot. All right. Is there documentation of the spells that tier zero casters can cast? Yes, to a degree. Very little is known about Tier Zero and spellcasters, but they have found spell scrolls and such for these spells, as well as various people from worlds. While they could not, ca uh, were not Tier Zero casters, there were Tier Zero casters in their worlds and could know about different magics from them. Okay, all right. Uh, for everyone listening, in this world specifically, magic casters are divided into 10 separate tiers. The 10th tier being people who can only cast cantrips, and the 0th tier 
being people who can cast ninth level spells. There is no confirmed cases of the zeroth tier spellcasters in this world yet. I aim to change that, of course. Don't worry. Grace, let's just go with question one. <sighs> well, okay, question one, Isaac, this is a little bit of a story. So hold on to your pants. If I meet a bear in the woods, roll a perception check and fail. Will I think this is one of the chaos grandmas? No, you won't think it's a chaos grandma. No, I won't be like, oh, this is just a classic Mildred prank. This is just my grandma the bear and then get mauled by a bear. You will. If you've already spotted the bear and are making a perception check on it. um, Just to see if I recognize I the bear, you know. Right. You wouldn't confuse it with one of your grandmas a deep if shame. you rolled low. Because you're familiar with the grandma, so it would be, uh, it would not be you would confuse it with the grandmas. A real low roll on a bear that was a grandma, you might not recognize as a grandma. Okay. But you wouldn't confuse one a different bear for a grandma bear. Okay. Anthony? Yeah, uh, we've been here for two years. Uh, have there been any notable events or projects we've experienced in that time? Um... Like the I'm just, city gets invaded mm -hmm. or like the turning of a century or something like that? Uh, no, no, not particularly. All right. You have heard of an event that happens once every five years or so uh, called the Monster Parade, Ooh. where for a month beforehand, the appearance of just any non- um, person enemies nearly entirely stop popping up for a month and uh, then all at once a wave of enemies swarm Crestil uh, from the southwest. Oh, okay. Thank Neat. you. It has currently been four years and six months since the last one. Ah. Oh no. We're gonna have to deal with that eventually. Or wait, no, we well, no, we aren't. We're not the main characters. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, no, that's a thing that happens for everyone in, who's in Crestil at the time. If, uh, spoilers. All right, I'll just have to use my sexy if, powers against them. If you guys are in Crestel during the time that that is happening, you will partake. Yeah. Huh. Very well. If I do a crime, what happens? Like, how am I tried for that crime? <laughs> Depending on the severity of the crime, generally, you're just straight up taken into custody. There is various magical authorities and others involved in uh, who work specifically in this field to try and get the truth out of you. And should they learn that you have committed the crime, you will be sent to a detention facility for an amount of time uh, based off of the severity of your crime after which you will be released back into society. Does it differ between kingdoms? This is one with many subsections. You do not know about the specific case within the other kingdoms. This is how it works in Crest, uh, in the Lunamore kingdom. Okay. Are the laws something we would consider, like, reasonable and understandable? Generally. And are there uh, laws written in gross, nasty lawyer speak, or is it like stuff you can actually understand and there aren't like bajillion ways of, you know, 
kind of weaseling your way out of them. It's written, uh, the laws are less written and more just understood. Okay. As if the kingdom judges that you have done something that they determine is a crime based off of the circumstance and everything of what they see has happened, you will be judged for a crime. Okay, okay. So it's not 100% clear, but generally just try and keep a good mind and don't do stuff to piss off the guards. Okay, I'll stop licking their walls then. Is that a crime? <laughs> I don't think you would be arrested for that, but they yeah. might do other things. Well, like throw more rocks for me to taste at, at me? Uh, who knows? True. <laughs> Anthony. Nope. Okay, that's, that's that question. Grace. Um, so you said that there haven't been a lot of people that study stars. Uh, so what does their astronomy game look like? Is it weak? Probably weak. There is a circle of star druid, singular, who is not directly aligned with the Magic Academies, does, but does work out of Crystal. As for straight-up astronomy, not that much. They aren't as interested in the stars as they are with expanding in the world they are in at the moment. Well, babe, that's gonna change. You mentioned that our student debt has to be paid within 10 years or else we will start accruing interest. And they will also send debt collectors. Yeah, I would have looked more into that. Is that like a they they like take one of your arms? Or they take every money uh, you have. As they will come find you, uh, bring you back to the, uh, bring you back to Crestille, uh, they will have you working at a position uh, suitable for your uh, capabilities within their, within the kingdom's society, uh, where you will have severely reduced pay and s various possessions that you own will be taken from you. Oof. Like my incredibly moment. sexy outfit. Okay. Um, has the establishment of the public press happened? Like, are there newspapers or, like, a written way of getting word out? There is not newspapers. There are town criers who, on the daily, or whenever something interesting happens, are given an official report by the military that is told to be spread around town as well as to people who are told to spread it to other towns. Okay. If the severity of the need requires that. So the newspaper is a man named Newspaper who goes around yelling, Hear ye, hear ye! Anthony's fat dumpy has made the news yet again for being <laughs> so amazing, plump, and sexy. Back to you, Charles. One of the people there is named newspaper. You're welcome for all these great free NPCs I'm going to give you. Anthony, your question. It just keeps making the news, Isaac. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, have I met anyone who comes from a world with, like, futuristic te technology that's more advanced than ours? You have met a Warforged. Oh, that's pretty pog. Uh, but nothing beyond uh, mixing of magic and science. Um, science that would still be at a level beneath ours to a degree that's pretty cool all right that's all my questions yeah all okay, the rest Grace, of mine are hilarious ham. but not good so i will cease for now okay in that case 
This will is the end of our session zero of this campaign and podcast. We thank everyone for watching and joining us on this adventure. Anthony, do you have any final words? Um, depending on circumstances, we'll probably do this again in two weeks. So right, we are planning a biweekly upload, uh, biweekly session schedule. How long it takes to upload them is entirely based upon our editor, yeah, Anthony Snyder, who is I'm, here. I would say I'm doing my best, but I have other things to do, like recreate our uh, art that Grace made of me. Wow. Um. So we will try our best. Yeah. Uh. So hopefully we'll see you all in another two weeks, and I will make sure to be in the comments section to... See if you have any suggestions on how to move forward. Um, I'll leave you with uh, what I'm going to do every time we have a session with one of the shitty questions that I wrote because Isaac made me do schoolwork and write questions for him, which I'm bad at. So the, the first funny haha question to end our podcast is sheep.